In the name of the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. When I say God is good, if y'all would respond and say all the time, when I say all the time, God is good. God is good? Okay, I understand. It's a rainy day. It's a little gloomy outside. It's 8.34 in the morning, but let's have a bit more enthusiasm. God is good. And all the time. Praise God. Praise God. I bring you greetings from the Diocese of the South, especially from Archbishop Foley Beach and Bishop Frank Lyons. I have the opportunity to work for our bishops as canon to the ordinary. And I'm sure you're wondering, what does that exactly mean, as canon to the ordinary? As canon to the ordinary, I get to help oversee our ordination process, uh, clergy credentialing, communications, clergy networking, clergy who are in transition, working with our parishes who are in transition, uh, going through a rector search, um, event programming, best retreats, those sorts of things. So I've had the pleasure of working with, um, with Craig as well as Steve here at the parish while y'all have been all going through this uh, rector search these past, I want to say Craig probably started the conversation with me last year in August. Um, so we're almost to that year mark, but it's a great joy that you have a rector selected and that he'll be joining you here shortly. But definitely want to give a shout out to both Steve and, and the entire search team, as well as Craig and the entire vestry for all the hard work y'all have put in while Father Eric has been away to a new parish, while Father Brad has been here as the interim and in the whole process of the search. So um, definitely give uh, anyone who serves on the vestry of the search team uh, a thumbs up or a, a, a pat on the back, just giving them some appreciation for all the hard work that they've contributed. I also just take this time uh, to thank Father Brad for the invitation to be here this weekend. I uh, really do appreciate the opportunity to share the word, and it's so great and, and such an honor to be back here at All Saints Anglican Church. So as all of you are aware, All Saints Anglican Church is part of the Anglican Diocese of the South. The Anglican Diocese of the South is part of a province called the Anglican Church in North America. And the Anglican Church in North America is part of the worldwide fellowship of Anglicans, and through the Global South and the Global Anglican Future Conference, we are in full communion with about 50 million of the 70 million Anglicans around the world. All that to say is the things that All Saints Anglican Church does here in Springfield and in the surrounding area truly does make an impact in the wider church and in the community at large. The gospel passage for this morning came from St. John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. And we just heard in verse 28, reads as follows, Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Almighty, gracious Father, our loving shepherd, our King of love. Father God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this time. We thank you for the opportunity that you have given each of us to come into your courthouse and to call upon your name and to worship you. We thank you for your gospel. Lord, as we take some minutes to meditate on this gospel, we ask that you enable each of us 
to take something from it and allow us to make it applicable in our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today's Gospel passage from St. John 20, 19-31 is the basis for the introduction of Doubting Thomas, a term that has been used in both the sacred and secular world since the time of the earliest Christians. But maybe he should be called Searching Thomas as well as Doubting Thomas. So let's set the stage. On Easter morning, we see Mary Magdalene going to the tomb to find it empty. But then an angel informs her that Jesus' body was not stolen, but that he has risen. Mary then runs to tell the disciples that Jesus is resurrected. But guess what? They don't believe her. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene, although she initially does not recognize him. Now it is Easter evening, and all the disciples, except for Thomas, were hiding in a secure place. They were behind a locked door. They did not fully understand the resurrection, and they were scared. They were scared. They were scared that those who caused the death of Jesus would would come after them, and that's not an unrealistic concern. They were scared that those who caused the death of Jesus would come after them. They were also scared that someone may have stolen Jesus' body. They were scared that they would be accused of stealing his body. They were scared, wondering where the body of Jesus was. Because they did not know what to do or what was going to happen to them. But they may have also felt ashamed. Ashamed that they had not been able to save Jesus. Ashamed that they had denied Jesus. Ashamed that they had abandoned Jesus in his time of need. Ashamed that they did not believe in Jesus enough to feel assured or reassured of his resurrection. The other ten disciples had told Thomas that Jesus had been resurrected. But he refused to accept it. He refused to accept it without proof. After all, even though Jesus had told them again and again that he would rise from the dead, it was something they had trouble grasping. Coming to life after three days in the tomb was not a common occurrence, then or even now. Then suddenly, Jesus appears in this locked room. So think about it. Jesus walked through the closed door. He came looking for the disciples when they were in need. He forgave them for their denial, and he calmed their fears He blessed them with a gift of the Holy Spirit and gave them a ministry. 
The nail marks and spear wound were comforting to the disciples. They knew that this was indeed their Lord and their Master. They had been to the crucifixion, and they had seen his death. Now this man, standing before them, bore those same scars. But Thomas was not present in this locked room. Thomas was a practical man. He wanted to understand what was going on and be ready to deal with whatever was going to happen. He was not hiding behind the locked doors, but searching. He was searching for proof that his Lord had indeed risen from the dead. And according to verse 26, it wasn't until eight days later that Jesus again appeared to the disciples. And this time, Thomas was there. He had heard Jesus was alive, but found it hard to believe, even though he wanted to believe more than anything in the world. He wanted to see the scars and touch them to ensure himself that it really was true. Just as Thomas wanted physical proof, when you and I wander off the beaten path, we need to be reassured of God's love and forgiveness. So my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we get that every Sunday. You and I get that every Sunday when the priest says, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And this is what Jesus told the disciples when he first appeared to them, when he blessed them with the Holy Spirit. Just as Thomas doubted, we must also see for ourselves. And guess what? My friends, we see that risen Christ each time we partake of the Holy Eucharist. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.